Welcome to the Kingdom Church Podcast. We're so glad you could join us. You're listening to a brand new series called This Means War. Whatever you're doing, wherever you are, sit back, relax. Here it is. I think that we're in a moment right now uh, as we start a new year, and I just think that there's something so important about how we start our years and how we posture our hearts. And I just believe that uh, for so many of us, we've been through so much, and uh, I know a lot of us could use a new year. And so I want to posture our hearts for this new year. Uh, And so I want to read a passage of scripture uh, this morning. Uh, But I just need to know if anyone's ready for the word this morning. Is there anyone? All right, Ephesians chapter 6. I better hear you, church. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Come on, somebody. I said, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggles are not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand, to stand. I want to call our message this morning, our first message of 2021. Then you can clap your hands for the worship team. You can clap your hands for the Lord. I want to call our message this morning, come out swinging. Come out swinging. You guys can take a seat. Thank you so much, worship team. Man, I'm so excited to be here, Uh, so excited. Every single person watching online, hey, we love you. We're just so honored that you took the time to watch with us, to be with us this morning. Uh, Everyone in the building, it's been a few weeks, and uh, I'm happy to see your faces once again, and uh, we just love you guys. So uh, just so everyone knows, if you're not aware, uh, as a church, we do this thing uh, where we preach in series, and uh, what a series is, it's just a collection of talks, a collection of messages Uh, that are kind of all around a central theme or a central idea. And so uh, over the next four weeks, maybe five, but most likely four, uh, we're going to be in a series here at church called This Means War. This means war, how to win the battle within. And uh, I'm just so excited for this series because what we're going to do over the next number of weeks is we are going to learn how to fight the biggest battle that you will ever face and that is the battle within. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this, but every single morning that you wake up, you are entering a battle. You're entering into a battlefield. It's a battle against uh, discouragement. It's a battle against anxiety. It's a battle against worry. It's a battle against fear. It's a battle against negativity. Every single day we wake up, it is a battle. It's a battle. And so what I want to do over the next number of weeks, more than even talking about the battles that we face, I want to give us some techniques in order that we can begin to win those battles. I don't want to just talk about the battles. I want to talk about how to overcome them and how to win the battle. And so what we're saying is this means war. In other words, I'm not going to be like I was last year. This means war. And so the reason that I called our message this morning, come out swinging, uh, it's a baseball term. And it's a sports term as well. And basically what it means in sports, 
but I think it's so apt for life. You have two ways that you can live. You can either sit back and wait for things to, to kind of happen to you, sit back and wait for things to get better, or, come on somebody, you can come out swinging. And what it means to come out swinging, it means, man, I'm not, I'm not sitting in, in baseball. I'm not sitting back. I'm not waiting for the right path. I'm just swinging for the fences. And so I think what a lot of us learned last year is that when we have this posture of just sitting and waiting, because for so many of us, it's like, I'm just going to wait until things get better. Like, I don't like how I feel. I don't like what I'm going through, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait for things to get better. But what I found is that when we just sit back and when we just wait for things to happen, a lot of times the battle overtakes you. And a lot of times we're just not ready to fight. And so I just got a word from the Lord this week and I was just sitting doing nothing. And I don't even know why the Lord deposited in my spirit, but he just said, come out swinging. Come out swinging. And so what that means is in 2021, not just this sermon, I think for us as a people, we need to come out swinging. We no longer have time to sit back and wait. I'm just going to wait for my emotions to get better. I'm just going to wait for my feelings to catch up. No, 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 no. This year, we are going to come out swinging. And so what that means is my emotions are no longer going to control me. I'm going to control them. I'm going to come out swinging. You see, what I've realized and what I want to do over the next number of weeks is I want to give us some tools. Because it's one thing to say, like, let's, let's get hyped up, right? I'm going to win the battle. I'm going to win the battle. I'm gonna win the... But I want to actually give us some tools in order that we can begin to fight. Because what I realized, if you don't have the proper equipment, it doesn't matter how much you want to win. You're just not going to be ready to go. It's like a few months back, um, we moved. And we had some people that came and helped us move. I know these were crazy times. You used to be able to have people at your house. Um, what a time to be alive that was. Um, <laughs> But we had some people help us move a number of months back, and uh, one of the things in our house is all of my TVs um, were mounted. And so if you've ever mounted a TV before, um, you will know that you mount them into the studs, and you use these really long screws. And so in order to move, I had to take the mounts out of my wall, and uh, I decided to do it. And if you guys were here a few weeks ago, you know a little something about what I'm about to say. Um, But I tried uh, to get my drill that I had in order to get the bolts out of the wall. And so I started to drill the bolts out of the wall. I tried to loosen it and like literally like the screw like wasn't bulging. It wasn't moving. And so like I'm like trying to like drill it and I'm like I'm actually like falling over like and and I'm just trying my hardest. I'm like I'm stripping the screw and then my friend Tito's there. I'm like man what's going on? And he's like trying to make me feel better. He's like well your your, your battery's probably low on your drill. I'm like no it's fully charged. And uh, because if you guys were here a few weeks ago, I told you that we found out my drill is really no more than like a Fisher-Price kind of thing. Um, And so um, what I realized, listen to this, because I was getting real frustrated, right? Like I'm trying to get this thing out. I'm stripping the screw. I'm going around in circles. And what I realized is if you don't have the proper equipment, it doesn't matter how hard you try. Because like I don't think, and you guys can let me know if I'm wrong, I don't think anyone ever wakes up in the morning and says, you know what? I really want to be anxious today. I really want to be worried today. I really want to be fearful today. I really want to be stressed out. I really want to be angry today. I want to be irritable. <laughs> I just want to be mad today. You see, I don't, I don't think any of us wake up with, that, with that, 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 that kind of disposition. But what I realize is that although uh, so many of us don't want it to be that way, and, and a lot of us, because as we start a new year, it's like, man, this year is going to be different. But what I realize is if we don't have the proper tools... It doesn't matter what our will is at because we just won't be ready. And so what I want to do over the next month is I want to give us some tools. 
Because I think for so many of us, last year threw us for a loop. Last year threw us for loop. Last year, so many of us were underprepared. And, and, and if you call Kingdom Church home, if you've called Kingdom Church home, and you don't feel like you are ready for last year, I take that personally. And what that means is I didn't do a good enough job to prepare us. And so what that means, and I think why the Lord put that word in my spirit come out swinging, is because we're not going to have an eight months like the eight months we just had. We're going to begin to take control of our emotions. You see, I, I know for so many of us, We've probably had enough 2020 talk for a lifetime, am I right? And so I'm, I'm no longer looking back like that. I want to look forward. But before we look forward, I do want to say this. I believe one of the reasons that last year was so hard for so many of us is because so many of us were just reacting. I'm just reacting to the news. I'm just reacting to, to my situation. I'm just reacting to every new update. But I, I think the call of a believer is not to be reactive. I actually think that God calls us to be proactive. And so what that means is I choose in advance how I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal with my situations. Because it's okay to, to ride the wave, right, where my emotions are directly tied to my, my circumstance and my situation. And that's fine when life is going good, right? But then when life isn't going so good, all of a sudden if your emotions are tied to your circumstances, it's, it's, a, it's a roller coaster. And so this year I want us to choose in advance to say, man, I, I'm believing this is actually going to be my best year. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm going to believe that God has something for me. And so as a church, I want to encourage us over these next number of weeks. I want us not to just listen. I want us to lean in. Church online, look me in the eye. I know it's really hard. I know you have 45 things going on. The bacon is cooking and the kids are screaming. But I want to encourage us, over these next number of weeks, let's not just listen, but let's lean in. And what I mean by that is saying, God, what do you have for me specifically? What do you want me to do? Because I think if we do this, I believe that 2021, and I'm not just saying this, I think it can actually be our best year ever. Our best year ever. But here's the thing, and here's why it's so important, and here's why we need to choose today. Here's why we need to be proactive today. The Canadian... Uh, Mental Health Association released um, a large survey that was done a number of weeks back. And uh, in this survey, the, the, the statistics were quite sobering. And I'm not going to share with you guys every statistic, but I'll share with you the bottom line of what they said. After their studies, and this is literally only a few weeks ago, it said that they found there was an alarming level of despair, suicidal thoughts, and hopelessness in the Canadian population. But here's the one thing that really stuck out if that didn't stick out enough, it said only 21% of people that were surveyed were feeling hopeful. Only 20% were feeling hopeful. Now, I just believe that if we don't have hope, we don't have anything. If we don't have hope, we don't have joy. If we don't have hope, we don't have peace. And we just came off a series as a church called Hope. And so I just believe that these statistics should light something under us. Because maybe for some of us, it's like, well, that's not me. But I don't think these statistics exist on a graph that doesn't happen in this church. And what I mean by that is I know that there are people here that you feel the same way. It's like, I don't think things are going to get better. I am feeling hopeless. I am feeling despair. And so what I want to do is I want to begin to win that battle. Because I just believe, and I'm just here to declare this morning, that darkness will not win. In fact, darkness cannot win. You want to know why? Because Jesus has actually already won. The victory 
is his. And so what I want to do is I want to show us how we can actually claim that and what that really looks like. And so we can begin to have peace in 2021 so we can begin to have hope in 2021 so we can begin to win the battle within. Anyone ready to go this morning? So good. So I want to be in the book of Ephesians, um, specifically Ephesians chapter 6. And now this book uh, is found in the New Testament and it's written by a man named Paul to a church in Ephesus. Hence the name of the book, Ephesians. I know the Bible is so simple. Don't believe what you've been told. Um, And so Paul wrote this letter to a church uh, in Ephesus. And this is a great letter. And Paul, in this letter, he, he goes over a number of themes. Most importantly, obviously, is who Jesus was. That, that salvation is found in his name. Faith is found in his name. All of those great things. Peace. All these things. And so where we are today, what I want to look at is the very end of Paul's letter. And so Paul has gone through all these major themes. Salvation in Jesus. What that looks like. And I want you to understand something. To accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, to be saved, is the easiest thing you will ever do. The Bible says if we confess with our our mouths and believe in our hearts, we're saved. So, So it's easy to be saved. But I think what a lot of people don't understand is that once you're saved, that's when the journey begins. And that's when the battle actually begins. And so Paul, who's writing this letter, Paul actually writes this letter while he's in prison. And so he says so much good things, I think we'll probably be here for two weeks. But what he's doing, he's giving an exhortation. This is the end of his letter. And so Paul does not know if he'll ever see these people again, if he'll ever be able to even speak to them again. And so Paul is finishing his letter with, this, with these words. He's saying, this is what you need to do. Okay, your, your salvation is in Jesus. Now what? Well, the answer is simple. He says, now you get ready to fight. Now the battle begins. And so Paul, he writes this in Ephesians 6, verse 10. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God. You see, what we need to understand is that there is an enemy that is vying for our hearts, that is vying for our minds, that is vying for our souls. And so what Paul is trying to say, he's trying to say, although you are in Christ, he says, get ready to fight. And so what he says, he says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. The most accurate translation is literally strengthen yourself in the Lord. Paul says, finally, if I don't get to tell you anything else, he says, strengthen yourself in the Lord. So listen, we're talking about the war and how to win the battle in our minds. And, and, and this morning is really an overview because I'm going to go in more depth next week. But I want to give us some notes, and I want you to take these down because they're really important. But the very first thing that I want us to do, the very first step that we can take in order to actually win the battle within, Paul is saying, choose your source. Choose your source. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Because here's the reality. In our lives, when it comes to the battle, every single one of us have a decision to make. And the decision is so simple. Am I going to strengthen myself through God, through Jesus, or am I going to try to do it myself? Am I going to try to find peace with my own power? Joy with my own strength? Paul is saying, choose your source. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Now, the language that Paul is using here is very intentional because what he's saying is this is not some kind of magic spell. 
where it's like, if you just say this, then you're good. Like I wake up every morning and I give three strengths to myself. Right? Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Strength. That's not what Paul is saying. Have you guys heard of manifesting something? You guys have friends? I'm manifesting a relationship in 2021. I'm just, I'm just manifesting a new house in 2021. If I just think about it, it's going to happen. And now for a lot of us, maybe that sounds kind of kooky, but I want to say this. Although maybe we don't believe in manifestation, a lot of us are walk with God. We actually kind of walk with God like we just manifest things. In other words, what that means is like I don't actually do anything, but I speak it. I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. Haven't you seen my Instagram bio, Romans 8, 18? Like I follow Jesus. You see, the language that Paul is using here when he says strengthen yourself in the Lord, it's an active term. It's an active and it's a constant and it's a continual thing. That's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying continually strengthen yourself in the Lord. Constantly strengthen yourself in the Lord. What he means is each and every day strengthen yourself in the Lord. Why? Because you need strength every single day. And so to strengthen yourself in God is not a one-time thing. It's not a decision that you make. Like, yeah, I strengthened myself in God when I was 16. Paul is saying, listen, we're going to war. Because you guys want to know why it's an active thing, why it's a constant thing, why it's a continual thing, why I need to constantly renew my mind, why I need to constantly renew my spirit? Because the reality is this, every single one of us, no matter who you are, every single day, you go to work. And you have people around you that are negative. And so Paul says, constantly strengthen yourself in the Lord. For a lot of us, you're in school. And you have so many things going on. And you're working a second job. And all of your friends are crazy. And you're in a bad relationship. But I strengthened myself once. Paul is saying constantly, continually. In other words, it's a decision that I need to make every single day. You see, it's one thing to say it, right? Because we love to say, I got power in the Lord. There's power in the Lord, power in the blood, which is a very churchy thing to say. Power in the blood. Like, what does that mean? It's another thing to actually access it. It's like for the last really year, um, I've been supporting a local business. Um, I give them $40 a month. Uh, it's called LA Fitness. I have a number of excuses, reasons uh, why I haven't been able to go. I had babies. I tore my labrum in my shoulder. Um, what else do I got? But it's funny, like I literally, <laughs> I haven't been going to the gym for a long, long time, but I've been paying the gym. And, and so it's really funny because a lot of people will ask me, like, hey, you still go to LA Fitness? Um, and I'm like, yeah, like, I'm a part of it. I'm a member. Well, I pay them. And uh, it's funny, Christy actually finally just freezed my account because she got really angry. Because uh, I told her, I was like, don't freeze it. I'm going to go next week. We'll go next week. And it's really funny because listen to this. For the last year, I can technically say I'm a part of LA Fitness. I'm a part of a gym. <laughs> but, but, but listen, the reality is if I never actually go there, if I never actually access the power, I don't have the power. You guys see what I'm saying? And so it's one thing to say, I follow Jesus. I'm a Christian. I got a tattooed. It's a cross. But if we never actually access the power, it doesn't matter. 
And so the language that Paul is using, he's saying you need to choose your source each and every day. And so listen, we're coming out swinging in 2021. And so what that means for a lot of us, this might actually take sacrifice. Can I tell you something? It's a sacrifice to watch a little less Netflix and a little more Bible. I just believe this is so true. I believe that what you do first thing in the morning is so important. And I say to people, hey, what if you, just made, what if you woke up 15 minutes earlier? What if you woke up half an hour earlier and you did something with the Lord? You read the Bible. You prayed. You, you read a book. You listened. What if you woke up a little bit earlier? And a lot of people say, like, you know what? That's really hard. That's really hard. Because I actually thought, like, I thought you said that it's easy to follow Jesus. No, 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 no. Salvation is easy. Following Jesus, I actually think it's kind of hard to follow Jesus. And I'll say it unapologetically because I actually don't think there is anything in life worth having that is not hard. Nothing to value that isn't hard. You guys, I'm sure you guys saw this thing going online a few weeks ago. Some of you guys probably shared it. That's how I saw it. Um, but it was called Choose Your Hard. Did you guys see that? If you didn't see it, I'm going to show it to you. It was this thing uh, kind of circulating uh, online. It was called Choose Your Hard. And so what it said was this. It said marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. So choose your heart. It said obesity is hard. But being fit is hard. So choose your heart. Being in debt is hard. But being financially disciplined is hard. So choose your heart. Communicating is hard. Not communicating is hard. So choose your heart. Now, the essence of what this is saying, and at least what I took from it, is one of the reasons that so many of us won't do something is because it's like, well, that's just too hard. But the reality is whether we choose to do something or not, a lot of times even the road less traveled is still hard. It's like Christy and I, we were talking this last week, um, just reflecting on our year, um, and when the babies were first born. They were born November, technically 2019, but uh, first couple months were crazy. And uh, what happened was like because they're twins and they're babies, uh, Christy didn't really sleep for a long time. And uh, in fact, uh, she literally pulled all-nighters like every single night. And we just lived in shifts, and we saw each other in shifts. And it was just kind of hard. And so one of the things that Christy decided to do uh, pretty much from the start was to sleep train them. And so she read a book, and, and the book basically said, like, at three months or whatever it was, then you can start to sleep train the babies. And if you've never slept, sleep trained, slept trained, <laughs> sleep trained a baby, um, the essence is this. Uh, in the nighttime, when they cry, you let them cry. And uh, it's, if you guys have done that with babies, anyone sleep trained before, you know it's hard. Um, with two babies screaming, it's really hard. And so I remember when we first started doing it, pretty much every single night, we'd be sleeping in bed, it'd be the middle of the night, um, and the babies would start crying. And Christy's just chilling. Um, and I'm listening, and I'm listening, and I'm listening, and I'm like, Chris we got to go check the babies. Like, what if one of them turned over? What if something bad is happening? We need to go check the babies. And she was saying, no, we're not going to check the babies. And so literally how sleep training goes is like, let them cry for 10 minutes, 15 minutes in, in these intervals. And so eventually, because I kept saying, like, I couldn't handle it. It was just too hard. I couldn't handle it. And so I was just like, man, Chris, like, I'm, I'm going in there. And she's like, no. And so what we had to do after the first day is that Christy made me sleep in the basement. She's like, I don't need you trying to influence me. 
we're sleep training these babies. You go downstairs and sleep on the couch. And so, well, we slept trained the babies. I slept in the basement. And thankfully, Christy was able to sleep train the babies. And so literally, pretty much since four months, um, they've been able to sleep on and off, but generally about 12 hours a night. And so it's been really amazing. And, and so one of the things and one of the reasons it was so amazing is because, like, we were living in shifts before. And so now, come on, somebody, from like seven when we put them down to like when we go to bed like at 10, we have like just unadulterated time together. <laughs> nothing is in our way, no babies, no nothing. And it's amazing because we were just like roommates before, now we're married again. <laughs> um, but the reason I'm telling you guys this is because I want you to understand something. Not sleeping is hard. Sleep training is hard. And so the reality is most things in life are hard, and so you just need to choose your heart. Can I tell you something? Coming out swinging, it sounds good. Declaring war in your mind sounds great. It's not as easy as you might think. It's not easy to wake up earlier. It's not easy to sacrifice television. It's not easy. But I actually, like I said, I don't believe anything in life that is easy is worth having. Most things in life that are hard are the most rewarding. And so we saw this thing that was going around online, but can I, can I make a new one? Following Jesus is hard, but worry is hard. So choose your heart. W waking up early is hard, but living with anxiety is hard. So, so, so choose your heart. Listen, understanding biblical principles, it can be hard. But trying to navigate in a world that is constantly changing, where morality goes, that's also hard. So choose your heart. You see, I think one of the reasons that a lot of us will never enter into the battle is because we're not ready for the hard. But at the very end of the day, it's about not trying to avoid hard. It's about trying to choose hard. Choose your heart. Because the reality is, I know so many of us went through hard things last year. And so this year, what if we were proactive? What if we began to do things? And this is just an overview. I'm going to get so in-depth next week. Because, listen, serving is hard. Giving money is hard. But being a slave to selfishness is hard too. So choose your heart. And so what we're doing today, what we're doing really in this message this morning is we're just, we're really just saying, I want to enter into the battle. I'm going to give us some more techniques and I'll give us some stuff today. But I really want us to make that conscious decision and I want you to know up front, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard, but we need to choose our heart. And so what the point of Paul is saying when he says, strengthen yourself in the Lord, he's saying, choose your source. Choose your source. And so he continues in verse 11. He says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So listen, you guys, I hope, wrote down, choose your source for number one. Here's point number two. Write this one down. Um, know your enemy. Know your enemy. Now, the, the most overt thing that you see there, what Paul is saying, Paul is basically just saying that evil is our enemy. 
that's our enemy. And, and he talks about the powers and the principalities and then Satan and all these things. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually get into that more next week. But here's the thing I want us to see this week. Paul says that our battle is not against flesh and blood. And so what he means by that and what he's saying is that our battle is not against people. When, when I say know your enemy, you can write this beside it. People aren't my problem. People aren't my problem. You see, one thing that I, I've seen this last year, and, and it's, it's interesting, and you can have whatever, you know, opinion you want to have on the coronavirus, but one thing that I've seen is that it really seems to, to pull people into to two camps, right, and, and two sides of the spectrum. And on one side of the spectrum, it's, you know, the people that following the rules, doing everything, health regulations, all that good stuff. And it's like, you know what? Um, our problem is just the people that don't follow the rules. I hate those people. Like, if those people just followed the rules, like, it wouldn't be like this. Right? My life wouldn't be like this. Everyone just got their act together. And then we have this side of the spectrum. It's like, you know what? Like, we're just giving way too much power away. We're following all the rules. If all those people over there stopped following the rules, the government wouldn't have so much power and we wouldn't be like this. They're the problem. Have you guys felt that? And so, so what happens is you're kind of trying to walk the tightrope, like who, who, who's the good guys, who's the bad guys, but the reality of what just happens is one side, doesn't matter what side you're on, the other side becomes the enemy. And you guys have seen this online. You guys have seen this on the news. You've seen it on social media. If last year taught us anything is that for so many of us we just thought that people were our problem i just can't stand people people are the worst people are the reason we are where we, we the reason that we're here right now is because of people what paul is trying to say is and listen 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 in life the battle is not against flesh and blood it's not against people it's against evil it's against un that's the enemy but can I tell you something? For so many of us, we think people are our problem. And it's not just this virus stuff. It's like literally like my boss is my problem. That's why my mood is always like this because they're the worst. And so what happens is this. Is when people become our problem, we actually will never see the real problem. We'll never see the real issues. And here's the crazy thing. We actually cannot, if you follow Jesus, you cannot despise people. Because here's the thing, our job in life is not to despise people, it's to reach people. How can you reach people that you hate? Listen, we can have our views, we can have our opinions on anything and everything, and you probably should have a view, you should have an opinion. But if you hate those who think differently than you, guess what, you'll never reach them. And I don't care what we believe, the reality is God calls us to reach everybody. Those that think different than me, those that live different than me, those that do different than me. And so the longer I think that they're the problem, the longer I'll never see the real problem. You want to know the real problem? I think even more than, um, than evil, I think the problem is me. The problem is me. The problem is within. It's within. If people are my problem, I'll never see the real problem that's within. Now, like I said, I'll get more into the evil stuff next week and what that really means for our life and how that actually looks. Because it sounds kind of like, yo, it's like authorities, rulers, like what's going on? I'll talk about that more next week. But here's the thing. And if you guys have been around 
church for a while, I always say this. I don't talk about the devil that much. I don't talk about Satan that much because I don't actually think he's got that much power. Because a lot of times people talk about the Satan in the same way they talk about God. Where it's like the devil is always there. He's always in my ear. He's omnipresent. The Bible doesn't say anywhere that Satan's omnipresent. Let me, let me show you something. Look what Paul says. Before this, in verse, Ephesians 6, verse 11, he says, Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Against the devil's schemes. Now, the word that Paul uses there, schemes, the original word, word is very important to understand. And really, the essence of what he's trying to say is that the devil has tricks, but he doesn't actually have power. You guys see that? He's got schemes, he's got tricks, he's been around, but he doesn't actually have power. In fact, I don't think he has any power unless we give him power. And so that's why I'd much rather talk about what I can do than what someone's going to do to me. Because the reality is, the devil is only as big as we make him. You see, Satan's power is in deception. That's what Paul's saying. And so it's really only as, as strong as we allow it to be. Now, I think what happens, and one of the things that the devil does use is that he uses division, right? If we can divide people, if we can divide ourselves, then we'll never be able to fight the battle. Because if we can actually, listen to this, the battle's within. Are you guys seeing that? The battle's within. But if we can believe that the battle is out there, then we can always miss the battle that's in here. And so this is why it's so important to know our enemy. Because the reality is, if I don't, I'm always going to face the wrong giant. And the thing is this, at the very end of the day, and I set it off the top, Jesus is victorious. Jesus has already overcome. And so what that means is that there is no power that is greater than the name of Jesus. There is no name that is higher. There is no power that is greater. There is no influence that is stronger than the name of Jesus. And so that's who I follow. That's who I look to. That's who my confidence is built in. And if that God is on my side, the Bible says, if God is for you, who could be against you? There is no enemy too great. There is no power too strong. There is no feeling inside me, be it darkness, be it sadness, be it whatever. There is nothing that is more powerful than the name of Jesus. And so I need to know my enemy because I'm fighting a defeated foe. I'm fighting a shadow. It's just deception. Everything that I feel inside, it does not have to win. It does not have to have dominion over my heart and my soul and my mind. And so what we're going to do, come on, this is an overview. We're going to fight. We're going to fight. We're going we're to plug into the source and we're going to fight. We're going to fight. Understand this, church. Fighting is hard, but losing is harder. So we're going to choose this day the battle that we're going to enter into. And so Paul, he concludes this half of the appeal and he says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything, to stand. To stand. I want to close by making an appeal. And you guys can just stand up, everyone in the building this morning. You see, I think one of the biggest things, even more so than any techniques, it's really just really saying, I'm actually going to enter into the battle. 
It's making that declaration to say, I'm not going to be like I was. It's not going to be how it was last year. I'm actually going to fight this year. I'm actually going to enter into the battle this year. And so what Paul is saying, he's saying, after you have chosen your source, after you have said, make the decision, am I following me or am I following Jesus? Am I following my emotions or am I following Jesus? Am I following the enemy or am I following Jesus? And Paul is saying, once you've made that decision, he says, stand. He says, stand in it. He says, be confident in it. And so right now, I want to make this appeal to the church. As we enter into this month, as we enter into this new year, every single person here, every single person watching online, I want to make an appeal to you to enter into the fight. And if you want to fight this year, if you want to start fighting this morning, I want to give you the opportunity. And all you have to do is say, I'm going to fight. And, and I mean, we can raise our hands, we can do it in our, in our souls and our hearts, whatever you want to do, but I want to give you that appeal, enter into the battle because this year is going to be a war but I think it's a war that we can win because it's actually against a defeated foe and so, come home and so listen th- th- this week on Monday starting uh, as a church, we're starting 21 days of prayer and so I want to encourage you I want to make an appeal to you every single morning at 7.30am we're online on Facebook and on Instagram Live, join us so we can start by fighting the battle. I want to encourage you online, in this building, for this series, what if you said, I'm going to come every single week to this series? I'm going to lean into what God said. Why? Because I'm fighting. I'm fighting this year. And so if that's you this morning, with every head bowed, every eye closed, you want to enter into the battle online, same thing. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and say, I want to fight this year. I'm going to fight this year. And if you want to fight, if you want to enter into the battle, I'm going to pray for us right now. God, I pray for every single one of us that wants to fight this year, God. Every single one of us that wants to win that war within that no longer wants to live in darkness, that no longer wants to live uh, just with constant worry, with fear, with anxiety. God, I pray that this is the year of breakthrough. I pray that this is the year of victory. And I pray that as we enter into this battle, Jesus, that you do what only you can do. We love you, God. And we thank you. We thank you that we could be here. We thank you for this opportunity to meet for every single person here, every single person online. We love you, Jesus. We pray in your name. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for listening to that message. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired. Hey, if you want more information, if you've decided to follow Jesus, we encourage you to head over to kingdomchurch.ca right now and connect with us. We can't wait to get to know you. Until next time, take care.